If you're listening to this episode, you're listening to one of our first ever episodes. Yay, you. Uh, Depending on which episode you're listening to, you may notice that we're still working some things out like the music in episode one or the just general audio audio problems that we have all the time sorry yeah we want to leave these episodes up to show our progress so this disclaimer is to thank you for listening and hopefully you'll have patience with these things yes we definitely ironed it out in season two so more to come two one welcome to our dog cast i'm sarah and i'm laurel and this is what is dog is it the question or the answer Laurel, I'm so happy to be back this week. I know, Sarah, we missed a week. I know, and I'm sad that we missed missed a week only, like, what, five episodes in? I <laughs> but know. We just had a lot going on. Um, I got braces. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah, you can see them there in my teeth. So, I may sometimes have trouble speaking, but I'll do the best for you, listeners. <laughs> You'll do great. Yeah, life definitely happened to us last week, to it say did. the least. Yeah. Um, but we're back in action, and uh, we're going to try not to miss any more weeks, but can't promise any. No promises. Yeah, I mean, life happens, like you just said. You, you just know, get it busy. Made, made me really excited. There was a lot of people who were like, oh, like, where's the do- where's the what is dog this week? Oh, that's so touching. People were looking for it. I it made it. me really happy that, that they were looking for it. really makes me happy, too. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that somebody's disappointed. It makes me happy, but I'm really <laughs> glad people were listening and waiting for us. It so. means they like the content. So that's Yay. exciting. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> okay. This week's dog story. This is from... Okay, this is from... It's called Como News. And that's a local news station in Washington State. It's like a small town news station. Yeah. Um, they had this story about a dog. And I just want you to picture this. Okay. You're on a boat. It's a nice summer day, June 27th to be exact. Okay. And you're just boating out there by yourself, and suddenly you see a black lab struggling in the water. Whoa. Yeah, this is exactly what happened to a boater last June on June 27th. Yeah. She was out there, and there's a black lab deep in the middle of this, um, it's called the Port Washington Narrows. Okay. Um, and it's a tidal strait out there in Port Washington, and it's over a half a mile wide. And it has a really strong current. It can go up to uh, four miles per hour. Wow. And so this boater was out there. Yeah. And she sees this dog in the middle of the channel just struggling and, like, fighting the current and having issues. She's like, oh, my gosh. So she tries to get the dog in her boat, but it's a big dog. It's heavy, and she can't pull it in, and the yeah, dog's fighting. Yeah, the lab. Yeah, yeah. Scared yeah. lab. Scared lab just struggling mm-hmm. to keep its head above water. Yeah. It's, like, so horrifying. Well... So then, what does she do? She she calls nine one one. Yeah. And they actually send somebody, but the problem is, um, nobody can get the dog out of the water. So eventually, this dog it keeps fighting, and finally, it actually makes its way over to the side of the channel by itself. By itself. Okay. Without anybody's Good. help, thank yeah. goodness. Gets out of the water, and then it's a friendly dog, and yeah. the humane society was there, and so they took the dog back with them. Yeah. So, it turns out that not only was she an older dog, they guessed around eight years old or older, but she also had a huge kidney stone. So, this dog was not only fighting the current, but she's older, and she had a kidney stone, which is really painful, and fighting that, too. Yeah. So, like, 
what a miraculous thing that she made it out okay. Did she have an owner? Was she a stray? What happened? Nobody knows. Oh, so, I mean, we know what happened. We don't know who her owner was. She might have been a stray. Yeah. Um, she might have been dumped by somebody. Yeah. We, no, they don't know. But the story has a happy ending. Yeah. So she was adopted by two town locals named Nina and Ash Henderson. And they saw, they saw this story about this dog that was in the channel and was just fought so hard to get out. And they immediately saw her on TV and saw that she was up for adoption now. And they knew that they wanted to adopt her. Good. Um, so Nina's husband, Ash Henderson, said um, she was struggling for her life trying to swim over this channel. And somebody rescued her and she needs a home. We have a home. She needs a home. She's coming home. And oh, that's adorable. Yeah, that's I'm so happy that she got a, a happy ending. Yeah, it's so great. We always have to make sure our stories have happy endings. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you take it otherwise. I, I have a stomach ache for all day when I see those no. awful Facebook posts. No, these dog stories are about happy dog stories. There's so much bad stuff going on in the news. You want yeah. to bring something uplifting. Yes. So the dog is now named Sophia Petrillo, um, Gigi for short. I'm not sure how Gigi is short for that name, no. <laughs> but apparently it's a classic sitcom um, person named, uh, it's called Golden Girls. Oh, I love Golden Girls. Oh, do you? Was, yeah. Was there a Sophia Petrillo in Golden Girls? I can't remember any, or and Gigi? I don't remember Gigi either, no. But I guess I maybe I don't remember the characters' names. I used to watch it when I was younger. Oh, I I had never heard of the show. You would so. love it. Oh really? What, yeah. What's it about? Um, it's about four older women. Um, mm-hmm. and they basically are living in a house together, and it has um sold. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like their lives and their trials, and they're so funny. It's got Betty White. Is one I of the love main Betty White. She's so uh, great. That sounds great. That was like one of her. I don't. What did I call it? Her standout? I don't know. She she was really known for doing that that show. Oh, <laughs> well, cool. I'll have to. I'll look all this up when we're done recording. Yeah, because that sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, so yeah, little Gigi, the black lab is now living with the family, and Nina Henderson, the, the owner, says she fits right in with the rest of the family like she was always here, and she's a great addition. Oh, awesome. So, I love that. <laughs> Yay, Sophia Petrillo slash Gigi. <laughs> Good job swimming across the channel. <laughs> I know. Good work. Getting into our topic for this week, I thought this would be appropriate because yes. of how crazy our lives are. Uh, yes. Um, we're always complaining about how tired we are. Always so tired. And especially with, like, the time change and it getting darker earlier. And I literally just posted on Instagram this morning, had no idea you were going to talk about this. (laughs) It's a good point. It's a, yeah, it's a great coincidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was only a matter of time before we would decide to put sleep front and center in one of our episodes. So our topic for this week is everything that has to do with dogs and sleeping. Love that. Um, so my first question for you, Laurel, is do you think dogs dream? Hmm. I absolutely think they do because Charlie is always like kicking and running <laughs> and he's constantly making really funny noises and his eyes go crazy. He's adorable when he's sleep dreaming. So yeah, oh my I gosh. I absolutely think that Duke sleeps. Dreams. He's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I absolutely think that Duke dreams because he does everything that you just described Charlie doing. He does that. Sometimes I think he has nightmares because mm-hmm. he starts whining in his sleep yeah. and whimpering. Yeah. And when I wake him up, 
he is so happy. Aww. He literally smiles. He squints Aww. his eyes and pulls his lips way back and wags his tail so hard and just gets really snuggly. Giddy. Yeah, yeah he, and I feel like what I'm getting from him is, oh my goodness, that wasn't real. I'm so happy you're here, mama. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I definitely think they dream and can have nightmares. But, I mean, that's just our interpretation, so let's ask the experts. Sounds good. I found an article on Psychology Today from Stanley Corin, who is a professor of psychology at the University of British Columbia. Okay, sounds legitimate. And it is. (laughs) (laughs) He suggests that dogs do, in fact, dream, and he had lots of evidence for that. He started with describing an experiment done on rats in a maze. And so they put the rats in the maze, and they tracked the brain patterns of okay. the rats in the maze. And I'm really watering this down. <laughs> I'm not going to use things just brain patterns and stuff to describe these things. But um, they determined that the brain patterns were just like those of humans. And then they, did, they watched the brain patterns of the rats when they were sleeping, and it was patterns just like humans when they're dreaming. Yeah. So they determined that the rats were in fact dreaming. And they said they could actually determine which point the rat was in the maze by their brain patterns. Ah, so, so was the were, main maze like recording their brain patterns? They like watched how what was going on in their brain while they were in the maze. And then saw if it was like similar while they were dreaming. I imagine like rats hooked up to these like little wires. And, I like, know. Little <laughs> That's exactly what I imagine. Like a metal, you know, like a colander or a strainer. Yeah. I imagine, I, I imagine a miniature one of those upside down on the rat's head with a little like alien wire sticking yeah. out and it like running through a maze like super smart. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm imagining. I kind of yeah. hope that is what it looks like in real life me just because it would be so cute. I don't want the rats to be hurt. No, of course not. And they have to have good lives. But I do think that these kinds of things are important to figure out and test so that we can kind of understand and um hopefully they gave them a really good life (laughs) i I hope so um anywho (laughs) um so uh dr corn's argument was that dogs brains are even more complex and similar to our own than rats are yeah and so who's to say dogs don't go through the same pattern so this experiment wasn't done on dogs what we're saying our argument is that if rats are dreaming, dogs are even more complex, um, and their brains are actually very similar to the human brain, so why wouldn't they also be dreaming? Right, that makes sense. Uh, there's another way we know this. Um, research, okay, so researchers, researchers did this thing where they inactivated the part of the brain that keeps us from acting out our dreams. Did you know this existed? No. Can you say that one more time? Right. They inactivated the part of the brain that keeps us from acting out our dreams. Okay. Like in our sleep. Yes. Okay. So there's this thing. I did not know this existed. It's called the pons. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And basically, when you're dreaming, you would act out everything that's going on, except for there's this thing called the the pawns that immobilizes you and holds you still weird so that you don't you know reach for the apple you're seeing in your dream or get up and walk around like i've always wondered why we don't do those things and exactly that's why yeah that's so interesting and i even have the type of dream where like i can act out like i can control my dreams happens to me all the time and it's so I'm so glad that I can't actually do the things that I'm dreaming about because I'm pretty active in my dreams. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's good that you're not acting them out because it can get really dangerous. Yes. Like so what these researchers did was they 
took away that I don't know how they did it, but they inactivated that part of the brain okay. in these dogs. Yeah. Um, and then the dogs went to sleep and they entered the stage of sleep in which people usually start dreaming. Yeah. And when they got there, the dogs were still asleep, but they started acting. So they were moving around, yeah. getting up, you know, doing things. Weird. But, you know, the researchers said the dogs were still asleep while doing those things. Weird. It's because their brains were still looking like they were asleep, I yeah. guess. I don't know exactly. That's but. so interesting. So I think that is pretty sound evidence for dogs do dream. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so puppies and older dogs also, they sleep a lot more and they move a lot more in their sleep. I don't know if you've ever noticed that when when Peanut got older or anything, but they actually increase over time with the amount they move in their sleep. Hmm. That is because the pons, the thing that keeps you from moving, um, becomes less efficient over time. Interesting. So as it kind of degenerates, the dogs will start moving more in their sleep. You know, now that you say that, Owen and I do, Peanut did used to have like these kind of famous dreams where like he was like totally running in his sleep or he was Gosh. like snorting or like doing all these fun things <laughs> I totally forgot about that but that definitely makes sense I think he did do that more as he got older it was the ponds blame <laughs> the ponds <laughs> same for puppies it's not fully developed when okay. they're puppies and so they act out their dreams more or more likely to act out their a dreams a puppy dream I yeah. feel like everyone hears that a yeah dream. <laughs> exactly you know they're dreaming of the cutest things little Aww. puppies are probably dreaming of playing with the other dogs or like seeing a leaf flow in the wind or something and running after that leaf. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when people or when dogs even dream, we can assume that they're processing what they've seen and done that day. Mm-hmm. So it is typically things like that. Whatever, like the dog would be dreaming that he's at a park, that another dog has come along. If he's having a nightmare, maybe that dog is some kind of threat or he's protecting his owner. Right. Um, or it could be something sad like his owner's left for the day. Or recently happy, like his owners come home. Like all these things that are huge in your dog's life are probably the things he's dreaming about. Right. Makes sense. Um, Oh, and side note about the ponds. The same is true for older humans. (laughs) Humans. For older people and also infants. That the ponds is less. Yes. Yes. So they, people are also more likely to act out their dreams or, you know, twitch and move in their sleep when they're older or a baby. When they're younger. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense too because whenever like my kid, my friends' kids are over, like they're always doing something in their sleep and it's just always like a great video to share. <laughs> You're yeah. always seeing it on Instagram stories, like your your friends' kids moving in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a letter here from. Joseph Baker. Okay. This is not a letter to us. I wish it was. <laughs> we really want letters from you, our <laughs> listeners. Uh, this is a letter from jo- Joseph Baker to the author of the article that we're using for today. That That's the article by our friend... Um, I lost it. By our friend Stanley Corrin, <laughs> the doctor. Um, so, so this is what Joseph Baker wrote to Stanley. Okay. I have an anecdote that you may find interesting. However, it requires some backstory. About three years ago, I heard a story on the radio about a cognitive scientist who was trying to understand sleep and dreams. He had a hypothesis describing how sensory memories replay themselves during REM sleep. Is it REM or REM? I think it's like your REM REM cycle. Yeah, I I always say REM. Okay. (laughs) That's um... REM or REM stands for rapid eye movement, just so our listeners know. So it's like when you're sleeping and dreaming, your eyes are moving around really fast. I always forget that. That's where that comes from. Yeah, I always forget that. 
I think it's pretty cool. That Naked is, eye would have been. It's cool. It would be sounds... creepy to see it if your eyelids are open. That would be so creepy. <laughs> I think people do sleep like that. Continuing with this letter. <laughs> Rem. The study he published has subjects play Tetris, which is a computer game where you line up the falling blocks of various colors, and then report whether or not they saw the little Tetris blocks in their dreams. This struck me because the previous night I had very vivid dreams involving a hike I had been on earlier. I could feel the snow and smell the air as though it were real. Uh This brings me to dogs. Goober is a, oh my gosh, how do you say this kind of dog? Mm -hmm. Basanji? Oh, Basenji. What is that? They are the coolest, Sarah. Actually, I could totally imagine you owning a Basenji. It's a lot <laughs> like a Bishla. Oh, okay. I'm not going to bother looking it up then. It has a nice long curly tail, though, that comes oh. over. Very active, smaller dogs. Cool. I had never heard of that before. Yeah. Goober, which is such a cute dog name. <laughs> <laughs> that is. So the dog's name is Goober? Yes. Oh, that is adorable. <laughs> it really is. I called Duke. Goobs or goober all the time. I've had her just call him goobs a lot. <laughs> Sometimes it's gooby boy. Goober. Anyway, <laughs> goober is a Basenji, and like many Basenjis, he hates water and being bathed. As soon as my wife finishes bathing him, he bolts out of the bathroom door, finds me, and tries to hide behind me or under me. So one day, goober was forced to be cleaned and underwent his ritual of hiding behind me. Later that night, he was sleep running. He awoke with a start, then bolted to my location to hide under my legs. This was very awkward I was, as I was sitting on the toilet at the time. <laughs> I believe that he was dreaming, and I believe he was dreaming about having a bath. I believe this because he only engages in this behavior when a bath is involved. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It's when you're first waking up and you don't know like where you are. The dog probably thought he was still like absolutely in a bath state. <laughs> Probably took him a while to shake out of it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's adorable. Oh, nightmare about having a bath. My nightmares are not about having baths. Yeah, what are your, what's your worst nightmare? Oh, they're really, really creepy. Really? Yeah, so my... I, but you're okay with watching scary movies, so you probably get some ideas for that, right? I, I think there's something there. I'm also, I'm on um, medication for my anxiety. Yeah. And the medication I'm on actually gives you very, very vivid dreams. Oh. So there, you see things in really great detail. Yeah. And actually, they're really scary. Like, I have dreams about people with, like, no eyes following me around. No. And, like, it's, like, really, really, really Stop freaky. It. It's almost yeah. like it calms your anxiety, like, during the day, but then it gives you worse anxiety at night. Yeah, but, like, I also have really great happy dreams. It's just okay. whatever you're dreaming, it's extremely vivid and detailed. Yeah. And I can remember my dreams really well, like, That's going so cool. for on for years. It's really weird. <laughs> I sometimes have, have, like, ideas for stories to write based off of these crazy dreams, but... Have you, um... Anyway. What about you? Do you have any bad dreams? Um, I can definitely have some bad dreams sometimes, but I also have a lot of dreams that actually come true later on. Oh my I gosh, am, what? Do you believe in deja vu? I think you have ESPN or something. <laughs> ESPN. Did you see Mean Girls? No. Oh, I, no, that was a clip from Mean Girls. I mean, I did see Mean Girls. Oh, okay. I saw Mean Girls, but I am just terrible at movie quotes. Oh, okay. I need to stop letting you down, though, because you are so good at movie quotes, and I need to, like, go rewatch everything. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so, so yes, I believe in deja vu. I so. love it. I started writing down some of my dreams because I believe so much in it, and I really am convinced so that I can slightly tell the future of my dreams. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I am not entirely convinced that that is not a thing. 
So I guess what I'm saying is I believe that's a thing. <laughs> so let's avoid the double, double negative here. We're going to switch tracks now and talk about where dogs sleep. So moving away from dreams, getting into where your dog is physically sleeping. Okay. Did okay. You, how much time do you think dogs spend asleep? Okay, so I kind of know this answer. Oh, uh, okay. Isn't it 16 hours, 16, 18? I read like half a day, so that I don't know. Sense. I feel like it depends on the dog. Because like, for instance, older dogs would sleep more. Right, so. yeah, 16, 18, that, maybe that does seem extreme. But I don't. I think it probably depends on the breed, too. Like, some dogs spend, and also different sources will have slightly different numbers. Like, some people sleep more than others. Some dogs sleep more than others. It's true. So, so dogs sleep about 12 hours a day. Right. Okay. Or maybe 16 to 18. <laughs> but I think the point here is that dogs sleep a lot. Yes. When I was reading this, I was like, Oh man, I want to be a dog. I think <laughs> sleeping is like my favorite activity. It is for me too. Well, you are incredible. Like you can sleep wherever you go. Anywhere. unbelievable. <laughs> Anywhere. I can go to sleep in a second. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Oh my gosh. I love, Andy and I have this little, it's a candle and it has little colorful, it has holes in it with little colors on it oh. and we light it every night. This sounds like a weird ritual. <laughs> and it just it just is there in the room till like 2 a.m. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, the candle is still going. It's just warm little bed. colors flickering on the ceiling. Yeah. You just go back to sleep. And it's the most relaxing thing. I love that. We got it in Mexico. It's great. That is awesome. Um, that really doesn't have much to do with sleep, though. So let's get back on track. <laughs> back to sleeping. So... There's really mixed guidance on where your dog should sleep. Okay. Where does Charlie sleep? Um, Charlie sleeps, so it's so funny, actually, his ritual. So he gets up on bed, up on the bed with me. I always um, am in bed first, and then Owen comes in later. So Charlie, like, lays down with me, and then he'll stay on the bed for, like, five minutes with Owen there. And then he'll do this, like, slither off. It's so funny. He can never just jump off of anything. And he's a really athletic dog. But he'll just, like, take his front paws off first. And then he'll slide the whole way off. And he'll look behind at you as he's doing it. <laughs> and, like, his back legs will stretch out, like, behind him as he gets off. And he'll stretch. And then he'll do, like, a downward dog stretch, like, right before he gets all feet on the ground. It's, like, a... Probably takes like three minutes to get off the bed. I think you've told me this before. Don't you call it the slither dismount? <laughs> something like that. We, I, we used to call it something. I forget what it is, but it's just like, he's just reminds us of like a slithering snake. <laughs> it's so funny. And then he'll sleep on his bed. He's got a, he's got a Tempur-Pedic, like massive bed from L.A. Bean. So oh, he's nice. Living life. Good for him. Yeah. So it's really funny that you bring that up because Duke has something that Andy and I call playing snake. Again, based off of the slithering motion yeah this is when duke is already in our bed and he gets on his back and stretches out really long and then he goes and he just slithers (laughs) along on his back and makes himself really comfortable really like snuggles in there and becomes a bug in the rug you know that's (laughs) and so we call it playing snake because he's just slithering around and playing and pretending like he's a snake and he does make so much noise before he goes to bed it's unbelievable the amount of dog noise this dog i think i saw like a very watered down version (laughs) and he was making so much noise it's funny because when we spoke to the breeder we got him from one of the first things she said was duke will or she said dalmatians will always let you know how they're feeling yeah and we weren't sure what we he 
meant, but now you know. <laughs> you just, they're very expressive. <laughs> very. He talks so much. Not in English, but he's you know speaking in Mandarin. He's, <laughs> no, just kidding. I made that joke last week and I just made it again. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Again, there's mixed guidance. It's actually been quite a saga with Duke in the bed. So when we got a dog, it was, Duke was my first dog. I said, Andy, there will be no dogs in the bed. Yeah. Absolutely not. They're dirty. It's not his place. He will not be sleeping on the bed. So we got him when he was eight weeks old. We put a crate next to our bed, made it comfy and soft. And he was a good boy. He slept in his crate. But all the time I'd wake up and he'd just be sitting there staring at me, his little ears up and his eyes watching me, sadly. And it just was like that for so long and it just felt so guilty. (sighs) And one day Andy was like, can you please just sleep in our bed? Mm -hmm. And I broke. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's so hard not to let them up there. I don't know who are the people that are so good about it. I don't know. I don't know because it melted my heart. Yeah. so then he started sleeping in our bed, <laughs> and the problem is I need a lot of space when I sleep, and I don't like anybody or anything near me or touching me. You're and one of those that really likes to spread out. Yes, <laughs> but Duke wants to sleep on me, and as he got, I was really annoyed by this. I It, it was rocky for a while. <laughs> I was mad that he I couldn't get good quality sleep because I felt like he was in the way. Right, of course. And um, I was constantly waking and moving him in the middle of the night. Right. And... Um, there was a turning point for us. There was a time when I was really annoyed with Duke generally because of the sleep thing. Right. And the turning point was kind of ridiculous. What happened was Andy was away on a business trip. Yeah. And the dryer was going. Yeah. And you know when dryers are going, they sometimes shake? Yes. Well, I was out on the deck. Yeah. And I hear the loudest bang ever and like a thud and like things... I thought somebody was in the apartment. Right. I didn't realize it was the dryer. Yeah. But I was out on the deck with Duke, and I freaked out. Yeah, so scary. And I was so terrified, I ran as fast as I could into the bedroom and jumped on the bed. Yeah. I was like, it's a monster or an intruder or something. <laughs> and I was so terrified. And Duke, who was maybe six months old at the time, comes racing in after me, hackles up, all freaked out too. And where does he go but between me and the source of the noise? And he's growling at it. And like a protector. That's so cute. And ever since then, I've always felt like him sleeping on me is like he's my protector. And he wants wants to do it because he's part of the pack and wants to watch over me. And that's probably what he is doing too. Yeah. Or maybe you know. I don't know. Maybe you found out why. Um... (laughs) I don't, I know, ever since then, I, I have been okay with him sleeping on me, and my, I just got, I got used to it, it doesn't bother me anymore, and yeah. he still sleeps on me, you know, like, he'll lay half his body across me, and he weighs 65 pounds, so it's, 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 it's a, a lot. lot of weight, <laughs> yeah. but I'm okay with it, and yeah. I'm happy to have him there, and we just keep him really clean so our bed doesn't get dirty. Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> I wish that Charlie, I'm one of, I'm, so I always, like, my entire life, I sleep, like, all bundled up. Like, I need, like, a jacket, a North Face. You know when you used to go, like, in colleges? Like, I always lived off campus in college. Yeah. But I would always sleep over my friend Jenna's dorm just, like, so I could hang out with everyone and stay up late or whatever. Yeah. And I'd always sleep in the same bed as her. It was, like, a twin bed, so it was really small. 
and I'd have like a north face and then like a few other layers on that I'd just be like bundled up and I wouldn't move and I'd just be this little like pocket <laughs> and Jenna would freak out because she's like you and my whole life all I wanted to do was snuggle up to Jenna <laughs> and she just wanted me nowhere near her and I was like radiating heat just, that's how I sleep I like to like bundle myself up <laughs> you sleep wearing a north face oh my god I sleep in so many clothes what I like Sarah, I don't even have my pajamas. I have my pajamas on, and then on top of that, I have a bathrobe, and I put, like, a hood on. And what? I, like, bundle up. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not feel too restricted? Never. I, like, no, I swaddle myself. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I like to, like, you know, snuggle every night. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> so adorable. I would love it if Charlie slept on top of me, but. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. <laughs> I don't know how you sleep with so many layers on, honestly. I have to have really, really, really loose, comfy pajamas or yeah. else I feel, like, restricted. Yeah. I'm like, I can't touch my skin. I feel annoyed. You know? Jenna's with you on that one. Yeah. She can't stand that either. It's so funny. I wonder what the psychology is behind I know. That. Well, getting back into dogs and sleeping, on the one hand, some people say that Sleeping with your dog in the bed can actually lower your pack status, mm. meaning your dog thinks that he is now like alpha or something yeah. because he gets to sleep where you sleep. Yeah. Or it makes your dog feel like he's your equal if you let him sleep in your bed. Mm. Now, this is just some argument. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree, but this is just what the argument against sleeping in the bed is. Sure. Um, some people even argue that um, if your dog has separation anxiety... Mm-hmm or is a Velcro dog or upset when you're not there, you should never allow him to sleep in your bed. Because mm. this is an opportunity for him to become comfortable by himself. Okay. And if he learns that he can sleep alone all night, he'll build his confidence and be more okay being alone in general. Mm. That makes sense. Because Brody needs to sleep next to us, on top of us. Whereas Charlie is a little bit more okay. And I'd say that Brody is more of a Velcro dog than Charlie is. Right, right. Um... A Duke is especially a Velcro dog, but I just, I want him there. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. And you, you all have such a life that, like, it's set up for that. He's, it's totally fine. Right, because he's not, doesn't have to be alone very right. much. There's more cons to having your dog sleep in your bed. Uh, dirt, fleas, mm. bacteria. Your dog can bring all of these into your bed. Of course. Um, we're really careful. I mean, we keep Duke pretty clean, and, yeah. and he's deeply and stuff, so we haven't had too many problems with that. Loss of quality of sleep. That's what I experienced early on. Your dog can get your way. Yeah. But there's a lot of pros, too. Uh, I left this section blank. <laughs> well, some of the pros are, like, um, you have, you get, uh, I think in previous episodes, we talked about how, like, dogs and snuggling with them or being close with them can give you oxytocin boost. Right. So that's, like, I think that's, like, the happiness whatever exactly yeah it's, <laughs> it promotes happiness it makes your brain feel good yeah we'll just say that so oxytocin is definitely a huge a huge benefit of having your dog sleep with you and some people think that it can be good bonding time for you and your dog too definitely that people and dogs can connect subconsciously while they're sleeping yeah. and make you feel a stronger bond even when you're awake yeah i know that i always fall extra in love with charlie when i get to snuggle with him no <laughs> <laughs> no so, Caesar Milan, the famous dog whisperer, yeah. has something to say on the topic. Okay. He says, you may prefer to have your dog sleep in bed with you, and it's perfectly natural for your dog to sleep with other pack members, 
And it's also a powerful way to bond with your dog. Okay. But don't forget the rules. Boundaries and limitation. It's your bed. It's your bed, not your dog's. Right. Uh, I thought that was pretty valuable feedback. It's kind of like... You have to gauge your own situation. There's no one rule like, yes, dog in the bed, no dog in the bed. It's right. like what works for you and your dog. Well, this makes a lot of sense because like sometimes Brody can take ownership of the bed and he like doesn't want me or Owen to lay down next to him on the bed. So that to me is a problem. The second that he's claimed that bed, that's, that's a problem and he probably shouldn't be allowed to sleep there. Whereas if he was sleeping there but understood that our roles first then it would just be a little a better relationship there right right so there's some things to consider before you let your dog sleep in your bed Mm -hmm. first evaluate your relationship with your dog are you a good leader is your dog emotionally secure Mm -hmm. uh your dog should wait for for permission to sleep when you tell him to Mm -hmm. this is key your dog shouldn't be jumping up there and just making himself at home this is your bed so he should wait to be told to get in bed Mm -hmm. i say this but every night when i start brushing my teeth that's duke's cue to get in bed yeah i don't know if that's maybe subconscious permission like he sees me brushing my teeth so he knows that's next yeah but i mean he also sleeps in the bed all day well, so. he moved, like, if you went, got into bed, would he, like, move over a little bit for you? Or does oh, he, yeah. like, pretty so stuck? Every night, he yeah. takes my spot. Yeah. And curls up there, does his circles, lies down, <laughs> goes, and settles in. <laughs> uh, and then I brush my teeth, I come over, and I'll just be like, move. And yeah. he gets up and moves. So, Perfect. So know. I think that means that you still have ownership over the bed. Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't... All I have to do is look at him and say the word. Yeah. And he goes. Yeah. I have to be firm about it. If I can't be like, hey, buddy, move. I have to just be like, move. Yeah. And he does. So Perfect. That works out pretty well. If you have a dog that startles easily, just be careful that you might startle him when he'd wake up and bite you. Mm-hmm. If that's... If you have a dog where that's a risk, maybe don't let him sleep in your bed. Yeah. That's another Brody one. Yep. Um... So that's actually it for dogs and sleeping in the bed. <laughs> I love this week. I think it's so important to think about like all aspects of your dog's health and sleep is such a big one. Um, and when dogs become overstimulated, it's not good for anyone. They're kind of like toddlers that need to go to bed. They start acting out. Um, I noticed that when Charlie is go, 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 and he hasn't had like a good nap, that he, his behavior definitely suffers. So this is such a cool one, and I'm glad that we were able to explore it a little bit more. I think that when we are go, 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 and we don't have a good nap, our behavior suffers Oh too. my gosh, <laughs> absolutely, not just toddlers, us. <laughs> yes, us. No, it's, you're right, it's a good topic, and sleep is very important. Uh, that's it, so email us. Dogcasters at whatisdog.com. Yay! I got it right! <laughs> Every week for everyone. Can I tell them? Yes. Every week, Sarah sends the email wrong. I do. Every week. Because I'm just like mentally tired by the time we get to the end of the episode. It sounds like we're just talking here, but we actually put a lot of planning and thought into these mm-hmm. and are trying to be careful about what we say. Mm-hmm. So it can be mentally tiring. And the human brain actually doesn't have the capacity to focus on something for more than like a few minutes. Really? Yeah, you need a break. It's like any kind of muscle. You don't Mm. lift weights for like hours on end. Just like you can't think about something for hours on end. That's really interesting. Yeah, I certainly try and fail. So maybe I should start going by that. (laughs) Just schedule breaks. Brain break. Brain break. All right. (laughs) Also, follow us on Instagram. What is Dogcast? 
And also, we would love it if you would provide ratings for us on whatever app you're listening in. That really helps us get our name out there and get other people to listen in and helps us keep our podcast going. And if you want us to do some research for you on some topics, if you're interested about something but you don't have enough time to look into it, let us know. We would be more than happy to do the work for you. We may research. We may just talk about it a lot. We'll see how we feel. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We'll research for you. Um, that's a great point, Laurel. <laughs> All right. Join us next week. Thank you for listening.